0: So Money, Episode 927, Kamiko Love, also known as The Budget Mom.
1: You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome
0: to So Money.
1: You go from spending money on things that make you happy to all of a sudden spending for a higher purpose. And what I mean by that is I had to identify my goals. What did I want to accomplish with my money now that I had this itty bitty human that was completely dependent on me?
0: We're talking about our favorite topic today, budgeting. I'm kidding. I know it's not our favorite topic, but I trust that by the end of this interview, you will be thinking about budgeting in a whole new light and you will be perhaps invigorated to start your own. We have the one and only Kumiko Love, also known as the Budget Mom, on the show today. Welcome. I'm Farnish Tarabi, your host. This is the So Money Podcast, in case you weren't sure what you were doing here, but this is a podcast dedicated to improving your financial life. And Let's be honest, we have to be conscious of how we spend and we have to pay our bills and we have to, you know, keep the lights on and budgeting, whatever you want to call it, spending plan. It's important. We need to do it at some point, right, to get ourselves on the right track. Now, Kumiko, she's 33 years old. She got divorced in 2015 and was left with thousands of dollars in debt between student loans, credit card spending, car payments. She got serious about her finances and started to create a plan that worked for her. And she managed to get out of $77,000 in debt in eight months. And she was debt-free by... Earlier this year, January 2019. So she is fresh off the debt boat. She's also a single mom to a six year old son. And The Budget Mom is her blog, really her personal finance empire. She's got a YouTube channel, an Instagram following. She started The Budget Mom in 2016 to document her debt journey, and it's really taken off from there as so often it does, right? We hear often from personal finance experts and coaches that how they got their start was struggling and documenting it, and through that, building a community of people who really uh, went along the journey with them and, and also experienced success. Thanks to their transparency, Kamiko has now turned all of us into a full-fledged business, and she has her first physical product. It's called a budget by paycheck workbook. It's a three-step process to budgeting. So, what are those three steps? You know, I'm not gonna lie. I was taking some notes. I think no matter where you are in your financial life, sometimes going back to the basics is key. Yeah, you can learn a lot about how to make some small tweaks that can make big changes in your financial life. So here we go. Here is Kumiko Love, The Budget Mom. Kumiko Love, aka The Budget Mom. Welcome to So Money. How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me, all the way from Spokane, Washington. Um, yeah. <laughs> how has it been on the Pacific Northwest talking about personal finance? I feel like it may be a little bit different being in New York or LA. Like, what are some of the you know issues that come up on your side of the coast?
1: Well, I think of our our issues are really similar. I mean, similar to what a lot of people face. You know, we obviously the number one thing that I hear from local readers is is the food budget. Now, luckily, of course, our housing um, costs aren't as expensive as, as, say, like New York, right? Um, So... I when when I when you ask me that question, I automatically think of real estate for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, the cost of living. Truly, right. I mean, I think you you hit it on the nail. I mean, depending on where you live, often your housing costs, as they make up the biggest part of the budget, is where you start. Now, speaking of budgets, you are the budget mom, and people don't like the word budget. You know, Wait, they we want to call it like a spending plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but you're like you just you're like I'm. I'm going there, people. I'm talking about the B word, you know, and there are so many facets to personal finance advice. Some people want to focus on retirement, some people, their niche might be uh, family finances. Your platform is really the budget. So tell us about why you chose that, and how it's been for you? You know, what, what? I mean, obviously, you're built an incredible community. So people like what you have to say. But do you find challenges in trying to encourage people to budget?
1: Well, really, the budget mom and my first overall struggle was learning how to budget my money. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's funny that you mentioned – You know, different financial experts focusing on different things, whether it's investments or retirement or financial planning, the budget mom was really created to focus on the emotion, the emotional and psychological triggers behind money management. So I created the budget mom to talk about what we feel and how that correlates to our money decisions. Um, it's something that I felt like I was, that was really lacking when I was doing my research and trying to figure out how to budget. Um, and so anytime I'm talking to my readers or, or trying to give advice or trying to explain um, budgeting or finances in general, I always try to ha- have my readers remember that you truly have to feel at peace with your money decisions and, or or you really just won't feel successful with your money.
0: And, and speaking of trying to find that, I mean, you have obviously a story to go with that, a personal journey. And I was reading about how you know, you wanted to go away from this mindset shift of feeling like you had to be perfect and glamorous to just being your true self. And, you know, you're a mom. You also have in your past a divorce, which left you in debt and, you know, credit card debt and car payments and all of it, which is so relatable. Um, How did you make that shift? Like what was your process from actually, like realizing, okay, I personally have some mindset traps and I have some... You know, I have some personal emotional issues around how I spend and why I spend. And then, to you know, fast forwarding to maybe when you started to realize a better path for yourself, what were some of the triggers? What was your process? So really
1: a financial journey. And as you're learning to manage your money and budget, you'll quickly realize and discover that it's also a self-discovery journey. Um you know, it took many years for me to admit out loud that the reason I was going on these spending binges was because I didn't like who I was. And it seems really easy to kind of think about that, but it's very hard to admit it to yourself and to actually say it out loud, but to realize it as well. Um, I was spending money because I was dealing with self-confidence issues. I was the type of girl that compared myself to others and wanted what others had. I wasn't truly okay with my surroundings and what I had in my life and who I really was in my own skin. So it was a matter of, you know, when I found myself at the mall in the checkout line, it's almost like I had to stand back and be like, why am I here? Why am I here? There is a reason why I'm standing here right now about to spend money that I know deep down in my gut, I can't spend. What is it? I had to start asking myself the hard questions, but not only that, being completely honest with myself and over, you know, it it, it takes time. It takes time to come to know yourself in that way and be okay with it. And it was a matter of just getting up every single day and being like, you know what? I am enough and mm-hmm. I'm blessed and I'm fortunate to have what I have. And I don't need more. Um, I don't need what that person has. And for me, my, my budgeting journey was just a huge self-discovery journey for me. And it, it took a lot of time to get there.
0: So tactically, what were some of the things that really supported you? From a budgeting standpoint, um did you use cash? Did you cut off the credit cards? Did you use an app? Did you have like you know accountability milestones? Um I know also you had a child, which I think we can all agree as parents. no better. Excuse, right, for getting your shit together, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Right, when you have someone else who's literally their life depends on you, and it's not even about you anymore. Like you, you want to make sure that you're doing all the right things for them. Um, So, what were some of the things that kept you going, and also the tactical stuff that you know got you structured?
1: Well, really, it was, of course, when my son was born. It was definitely the one thing in my life that changed everything. It was my aha moment when my son was born, because all of a sudden you go from being a selfish spender to a selfless spender. You go from spending money on things that make you happy to all of a sudden spending for a higher purpose. And what I mean by that is I had to identify my goals What did I want to accomplish with my money now that I had this itty bitty human that was completely dependent on me? And of course, the responsibility as a mom that comes with. And after I identified my financial goals, I was really able to say, okay, instead of spending my money here, I'm going to place it in these buckets, these savings buckets. And all of a sudden, my money had purpose. It was no longer just about me. Giving up was no longer an option, um, because of course, when I—it's funny because when I think about my son and the the huge—it's amazing how one six, you know, one little boy can have such an impact <laughs> on your life. It's just—it still to this day just boggles my mind. But I started spending cash to control my overspending, which is my cash envelope, um, system inside my, my budget by paycheck method. But there were a lot of things that I did. One was identifying my goals, but awareness was another one tracking my spending, being aware of where every dollar was going. I think for me, my readers call it a slap in the face moment where it's like, oh my gosh, I was spending how much a month on this. Um, so awareness, finance, identifying your financial goals, but also finding your why,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, your purpose.
0: It's so true because if you don't really give your money meaning, it has no purpose. You do end up spending on things that you're like, you're in the shopping line. you're like, what am I doing here? You know, you have those moments. Um, But yeah, awareness is such a big part of that journey um, because I think... It's true. A lot of us arrive in adulthood without any sense of how to manage our money, without really even thinking that we have a relationship with money. Like, that's weird, you know? It's like, you do. Uh, You may not realize it. You may not be conscious of it, but it's there. And it could be an abusive relationship. It could be a healthy relationship. I think that was really helpful to hear. Now you've amassed this incredible audience um, since you have been being so truthful about your story and giving all the good advice. You have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. You have many, just as many people, if not more, coming to your blog and your YouTube channel. And now you've actually developed a three step budget method. I love this because it's three steps. That's it. And uh, you're calling this the Budget by Paycheck Method. Walk us through this because this actually helped you get out of $77,000 worth of debt. So this works.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the Budget by Paycheck Method was really created out of failures from my past. I was that person out there who was desperately trying to find answers. And with that, you know, you go online, it's just, it's just so overwhelming, the amount of information that you can find yourself just buried in. And I tried every budgeting method out there and every single time I would fail or I'd come up short at the end of the month. And it was very discouraging. And and for me, because I worked in the financial industry, it was very embarrassing. Um, I felt very overwhelmed and just defeated. But I had to change my mindset and say to myself, okay, I might've failed at these methods, but there are also parts of those methods where I really succeeded. Why did I succeed in those areas and fail in the others? And so I started picking them apart. I started learning about what type of learner am I and why am I seeing these successes? And it basically became the calendar method, the paycheck method, and the cash envelope method all rolled into one system that I dub the budget by paycheck method. So the calendar method is when you think budgeting, most people think bills, paying your bills on time. But it goes so far beyond that. A lot of the time we fail at our budgets because we forget to plan for the events, holidays, and occasions that pop up through the month. It's about being prepared for the future and having cash for those occasions so you're not relying on debt to seize those opportunities. So for me, the calendar method is all about seeing the whole month in front of your face and it's everything that needs to be in, in your budget. It's your bills, it's your doctor's appointments, it's your salon visits, it's holidays, it's you know, set dinner with friends, it's a get-together. Anything that you spend money on throughout that pay period or that month needs to be in your budget. That is your Bible. That is what you're looking at when you create your budget. Next is the paycheck budget. I failed at budgeting because I was trying to fit myself in a monthly box. My mind does not work that way. So I budget my money every single time I get a paycheck, which means I create a plan for every dollar based on when I get paid. Mm. The next one is the cash envelope method. This is the part of my method that truly helped me with overspending because I learned I'm a visual learner. All of a sudden your budget becomes tangible at that point. You can see it in front of your face, how much cash you have left to spend in each category. And knowing I'm a visual learner, I learned that the things that keep me motivated on my journey, on my budgeting journey, was seeing progress in a visual way. It means my, you know, my debt trackers, my savings trackers, coloring in my progress. And that's really what motivated me and keeps me, but it makes it fun. Hey, budgeting can be fun.
0: <laughs> you heard it here, everybody. You budgeting know, can be fun, um, yes. and I do appreciate that about you. I think you make this whole experience, this whole experiment, colorful and diverse and engaging. And one other thing that I will say about using cash is that you know there is science behind everything you just said. Like you know, there's scientific proof that when you use cash versus any other form of payment like a credit card. You know, the pain, not to get, you know, uh, not to get drastic, but the, the actual like pain that we feel when we part with money is is greater when we use cash. And so breaking for example a $20 bill, a fresh $20 bill, a fresh $50 bill, you know, we will hesitate to do that because there's something about psychologically I think that, you know, parting with that money, yeah, it it ignites the sense of like Scarcity, and you know, I won't have that anymore. And so, I have to now be really serious about that purchase. It makes us more thoughtful about every purchase that we make. I think people who are in debt, who are trying to spend less, I think your methods are great, and using cash is a great kind of temporary um, experiment because once it's gone, it's gone, and you will think twice or three times before handing over that fresh twenty dollar bill. Um, so, I I completely agree with all of this. I think that's what. What is interesting about your story too, Kumiko, is that you started your adult life. You entered the adult life with a finance degree. You studied finance in college. So did I. Um, so I, I know that you're, you didn't learn about budgets <laughs> when you're getting your finance degree. You're learning about like, you know, CAPM and, you know, yeah. beta and risk adjustment and portfolio management, which is all good if you want to become a financial you know analyst or someone. But... For someone who's just trying to you know, get out of debt, there isn't really that literacy. So that's ironic. Um, but I think it's interesting that you gravitated towards money um, at a young age and, and kind of where you are today. Uh, so where were you what, – what was Kamiko like in college and even earlier in your life? Uh, what was your relationship with money from an earlier – life point? Like what's, what's a money memory that you had growing up that really kind of captures your financial life growing up?
1: You know, a lot of the, me- the really early memories I have, you know, my mom was a single mom as well. She worked three jobs to raise me and my sister. And man, you want to know about hard work. Jeez, go meet my mom. She's a, she's a very inspirational woman. Not, you not you know, she has the biggest impact on my life and what it means to be a good person and to be a hard worker. And some of the earliest memories I have is watching her struggle. Watching her struggle um, to put food on the table for me and my sister, coming home from a long night of waitressing and going through her. I remember I remember watching her counting her cash tips to see if we could make rent the following week. Um, and so I was never taught about money w- growing up. So when I got to college, as soon as I got my financial aid, it was very like overwhelming, exciting for me. It's like, oh my gosh, I have all this money. Um, And I didn't know how to manage it properly. Um, And that's where my first debt really appeared was my student loans. I accepted more than what I should have. um, And I didn't utilize them the way that they should have been. Um, But as I have gotten older and I've gone through this journey, it's funny that you know, you say that we didn't learn personal finance in college going through, you know, we learned corporate finance, essentially. What really triggered me and my passion for personal finance is when I started going through my accredited financial counseling designation. That's what turned me to personal finance. Because when I was going through that program, all of a sudden, all the answers I had, why are people spending their money on these things? Why am I feeling this way? Started being answered. I started finding answers. And there were a lot of nights when I got out of my program at the end of the night, I wanted to scream it from the rooftops. Like, I wish I knew this three years ago when I was struggling. And I almost felt like it was my duty to share that information with the world because I knew if it could help me, it could help somebody else. And so it's that accredited financial counseling designation that really pushed me towards personal finance. Hmm.
0: And why not get like your certified financial planner designation? What's the difference, by the way?
1: So that's a CFP. Right. So CFP is for financial planning. It's your wills. It's your trust. It's your retirement. Yeah, I was. So I worked in the financial industry. I, I was registered as an advisor which is different than a a, a financial planner and an accredited financial counselor. the counselor, what I have, my designation focused on low income families and the specific money problems that they may come up against. So we focus a lot on the budgeting, the saving, the debt. Planners, on the other hand, focus more on your overall financial plan. It's your are you you know going to hit retirement and have enough money during your retirement years? Um, do you have you know your wills in place, your trusts in place? If you're working with complicated finances, um, so like I said, I gravitated towards that counseling degree for the emotional aspect of of money management.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, Kumiko, what is next for you? You've pretty much dominated every, you know, first like platform. You've got YouTube, Instagram, your blog, your, your planner. Um, what else am I forgetting?
1: <laughs> we, you know, the budget mom, it's, yeah, it's been one crazy ride. I never thought, you know, I never started the budget mom to start a business. I started the budget mom to help people. To truly connect with other women and moms who are like me. I went searching for a tribe. That is why the, the TBM family, the budget mom community is so strong and we have such a close relationship and we live in the space that we do is because I went searching for them and at the same time I was searching for them, they were searching for me. My relationship with my readers is number one. It's what I live for. Um, And because The Budget Mom is a true extension of my heart, I believe in the future of what The Budget Mom and what we have going on is to focus on exactly that, the mission we started with, and that's reaching and helping as many families and people as we possibly can.
0: That's incredible. Thank you so much. I mean, you're touching so many lives. And how long have you been doing this, by the way?
1: Um, I started my blog in 2016, and I've wow. been work- I've worked in the financial industry since 2011.
0: Wow. So a lot accomplished in a relatively short period of time. This is a question, actually, before we go. This question is uh, a fun one. We, we are asking guests uh, in partnership with our sponsor, Chase, to share, what is something that you do with your money that equates to financial independence? Like, is there some some way that, I mean, outside of budgeting, obviously budgeting is your jam, but is there something else that we haven't talked about that you do as a practice or ritual with your money that for you really does equate to financial security, independence?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm a huge believer in the reward system. It's kind of funny. Um, A lot of people don't look that as financial security or financial, for me, it's all about financial freedom. And that is, you know, a budgeting journey, a financial journey is, is a long one, but it's really important not to forget why you started this journey in the first place. What truly makes you happy. And as you go along on your journey to do small things for yourself Along the way. And that for me, that meant learning how to be okay with spending money on myself. I think as a mom, a lot of us, a lot of the time we feel guilty. We feel guilty that we're not throwing money at our financial goals, but it's not just about paying off debt, saving and budgeting it's about you too. You are a person as well. And those small rewards that you give yourself along the way is going to make a huge difference.
0: Kumiko, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Budget mom. Yeah, Um, thanks for having me. How's your son, by the way? Oh my
1: gosh, he's getting so big, which means I'm getting old. (laughs) 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 He just celebrated his seventh birthday on Monday. so.
0: Yeah! Happy birthday to him and best wishes to you. I'll be uh, fangirling you on Instagram. Everybody follow the Budget Mom on Instagram. And of course, so much more on YouTube that you have and pick up uh, her new workbook, Budget by Paycheck Workbook. And we'll put all these links and assets on the So Money Podcast website in case you missed any of it. But Kumiko, seriously, thank you so much and have a great rest of your summer.
1: You too. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks so much to Kamiko for coming on the show. Her website is thebudgetmom.com. She's on Instagram, at thebudgetmom, Facebook, at thebudgetmom. There's a clear pattern here. Her workbook, again, is called Budget by Paycheck Workbook. Check it out. If you want to leave me a question for our Friday episodes, it's very easy. Go to somoneypodcast.com and click on Ask Farnoosh, and you can leave your question for me there. Also, let me know if you'd like to co-host, right? I'd like to have listeners join me on the stage to answer listeners questions. So if you're feeling like you're up for the task, you want to talk, talk through some questions, hit me up at somoneypodcast.com. And also Instagram is a great place to reach out at Farnoosh Tarabi on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in everybody. And I hope your day is So Money.